glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. And I am Jared. Hey Jared, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Nice. How about you? I'm doing alright, I'm doing alright. Uh, the heat wave broke here. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, and uh, it was like only a couple days after I finally like set up an AC unit, like I only got like two nights with it, which was fine, uh, and then and then it broke. <laughs> so not the AC unit, the heat wave. Yeah, the heat wave. <laughs> two nights um, with an AC, and then it broke. That would <laughs> get, your, get your money back. <laughs> yeah, well, I bought it last year at the end of the heat wave. It was oh, kind okay. of a thing where I like I didn't even buy it like. The heat wave was going on last year, and I was like, oh, I guess I got to get something. So I finally bought an AC unit, but, like, as soon as I bought it, the heat wave broke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, good job, JM. So I just haven't had, like, I've just had it sitting around for a year. So if it busted, I would I would be, uh, I would be shit out of luck, actually, because all the packaging, all the receipts, all that shit's been gone for a year. Oh. Well, I'm glad the heat wave broke. Heat wave. Heat wave broke instead. Me too, Wolf. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> uh, yeah. How's uh How's it going with you? Pretty uh Pretty good. Honestly, nice. pretty uh not nothing really new to. Rep- I mean, it, there's still a heat wave going on here, or it's just Texas. You know, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no end in sight. Uh, but yeah. Nice. What you been uh playing? Anything fun? Exciting? Uh, the new GTA update has been fun to goof around in. I need uh, to get in on that. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's like, there's there's not a lot of, like, thrilling stuff. Like, it's not a lot of, like, super exciting new content. But they really went back and made old stuff, like, worth doing again. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and, like, the PS5, like, if you if you start a new character on PS5, which I, you wouldn't do, of course. You've got, like, a maxed out character, but... Uh, I had my friend, he kept his max character on PS4 and then like started a new one on PS5. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the the starting a new character process is so much better than it was before. <laughs> like you <laughs> actually true. like start with a business and stuff like that. And you start with a couple things uh, that before you would have had to like, it just before it was just, you know, here you are, here's the world. Get good fucking luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and now they've got a little more structure to it and it's, it's nice. And like the, the different jobs have like small quests you can do and you can do all of your, uh, your like buying and selling missions, like your, your sourcing goods and selling your products. You can do that in private sessions or friends only sessions. Ah, that is so nice. Yeah. They increased the bonus if you're in a public session, but like, so man, I really wish they'd done that back in 2020. I, I would have, that would have. It would have done a lot for my mental health. <laughs> no more rocket bikes. <laughs> yeah, and they nerfed the rocket bikes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's uh, that was pretty nice. I did. Uh, I got Bloodborne for free because I'm in you know PlayStation Plus, and you can get mm-hmm. Bloodborne for free. And I've played enough. You know, I played the shit out of Elden Ring, and I was like, maybe I could try one of their other games. And I played it, and I was just like, nah. Not fun. Yeah, I tried to play Bloodborne a couple times, and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, they're just like, here, you're in the middle of everything, and there's fucking horrible shit everywhere. No explanation. Goodbye. It's got some great uh, art direction, though. Yeah? Yeah, like the characters and the world and stuff, I think, is really cool in that game. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a shame that, you know, you usually don't get to see it all because you have to play through it to get there. Yeah. And that's, I've always, like, you know, I I've see, I see, like, bosses from those games, and I'm like, wow, that looks, like, really fucking cool and really fun, mm-hmm. but, nah. <laughs> it's just such a pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, there's that. I did see RRR yesterday. Have you seen that? No, I have not. It's an Indian film, and it's really, really, really good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of segues... Um... <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh... 
Uh-huh. What do we What do we got going on in today's episode? Uh well, <laughs> well today we're going to talk to another member of the Devolver team, uh, someone who has worked with us in the past, but is fairly recently a Devolver employee. Uh, someone who has a lot of experience dealing with, uh, like community management and, and, you know, talking to people on forums and also, uh, possibly is some kind of woodsman. Oh, uh, this, yeah. This or all forester. sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, lad men, gentle ladies, may I present to you Sippy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What, what a nice introduction. The first part was kind of boring, just the forum part, but the woodsman part, that got me. That got yeah? me. Yeah? Yeah. yeah What's well, all me. based on your profile pic? Is that is that true, or is that just like a glamour shot thing? I mean, it is true, you know, when you live in the mountains, and like, you, you do have be you do have a lot of woodworking, because, you know, yeah. you get your heat out of wood. So oh, yeah. yeah, you gotta chop wood. True, I have a close relationship with, with uh, wood chopping and wood in general. Nice. Is that a very, very tiny chainsaw in your picture? Uh, no, it's actually a normal size chainsaw, at least for my standards. I don't know for you okay. guys there. <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> it looks adorable. It looks like a super cute chainsaw you could like bring up in a tree with you and like you know could probably get the job done because it's a ridiculous amount of power in a chainsaw, but. Uh, yeah, it looks like half the size of what uh, what I think of as a chainsaw. Oh, fair enough. I mean, it is pretty mobile. I guess you could probably take it on a tree up. I've never done that, though. But, yeah, I think you could. You've never climbed a tree, fired up your chainsaw, jammed it into the side of the tree, and then, like, ridden the chainsaw down the tree, like, straight down as you chainsaw a, a line straight down the, chunk, the trunk of the tree? I mean... Could I do that? Probably could, but only once. You know, it's probably I mean, that. Yeah, fair, fair. I mean, I don't, I don't. I, if it's any, I don't think it would work, even the once. But it would be cool to see someone try. It'd be a cool thing in a game. I'm not gonna lie. Didn't see that. that would yet. be a cool thing in a game. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I would, I would honestly buy that in a video game more than I buy. Uh, I remember I was, I was watching a friend play. Um, Far Cry 5 and they have zip lines in that game and in a real zip line you get to the bottom of a zip line and you need plenty of space because you've got an, a lot of inertia and you need to stop and in Far Cry 5 you just zip line straight into the trunk of a tree and the guy's <laughs> like oh I have stopped now and it's like motherfucker you should be dead I mean the, the amount of zip lines in video games where you just zip, zip line with your hands down should we even talk about that? <laughs> like, I, whenever I'm just looking like the character going down and I'm thinking, boy, that must be a lot of pain and burns. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Finger blisters. Yeah, not having any skin on your hands anymore. <laughs> After one zipline. Makes, makes me tougher fighter. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, I guess. Gotta yeah. put that in a game where there's a bunch of zip lines, but you can only use one of them. Because after you're done, your skin is all just ripped off. You're like, oh man, I can't I can't do that again. <laughs> so you can't use any more zip lines. So, Sibi, you are over in Croatia, yes? Indeed, indeed. Nice. Up in the mountains in Croatia? True, true. I am. That sounds beautiful. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Though even we are not spared of the heat waves. Sure, sure. Well, it's the end of the world and all. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so does having that, uh, having those beautiful surroundings help you in your community management? I mean, it does, you know, after a, a good day of community management and, you know, you're nervous being on the edge and totally tear down. You just, you know, go into the woods and you stare in a tree. And at that point, that tree totally gets you and understands you. Then you hug it out and everything's okay. You're ready for the next day. Beautiful. At least that that's my way of coping, you know. Everybody has their own. Sure, sure. Some people might not hug the tree. Some people might climb it, you know. I, right I, into it, you know. I, I do recommend trying to <laughs> hug a tree. It's, it's special. Hmm. I endorse that. I, <laughs> I agree. Get out there and hug some trees, folks. It is actually quite nice. 
check for bugs first. Oh, they're gonna leave you alone. You know, it's all sharing the love and the compassion, you know. They should get some as well. That's true. There you go. Check for bugs so you can make sure to hug the bugs. So, Sippy, uh, how did you get into this line of work? Did you get into video game work on purpose, or uh, what was your journey like? Well, uh, my journey was pretty kind of interesting, you know. I was, I'm, I'm in video gaming industry for, what, six years now? Mm-hmm. So, I started when I was 21. And uh, basically, the short round on of, by the point where I get to it, was... Uh, it was an existential crisis, you know, a nervous breakdown of like, what do you want to do in life? Because everything else is fucking failing and you have no idea. And then, you know, you know, the light bulb just, you know, pops up in your head and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I did. I do play video games for whole my life. Let's try that, you know. So I was just sending like, uh, not really a resume because I didn't have, I couldn't put anything in a resume because I never worked in the industry. Like, hey guys, could I please work in the gaming industry? I will do literally anything. So the point is uh, that I can just do a job that I kind of love doing. And yeah, that's that's basically how I got into it. Where did you send these out to? I mean, I assume this is a 21-year-old kid in Croatia. Did you just, like, how did, it, you, how did you find places to send them to? I mean, uh, at that point, game development in Croatia was kind of, not really new, but it was, you know, starting to getting all the hype around it. Mm-hmm. So basically I was just sending into Creation Game Dev Studios and to see what will catch on. Nice. And what wow. caught on? Well, there was a studio that said, hey, you know, we like your enthusiasm and your will. Uh, do you want to come to have a talk with us? And I went there and when I talked to them, they said, hey, you know, we're making a new project. And uh, we are aware that we will need a person who will handle communications with, you know, with a player base, with the players, social media and stuff like that. I said, would you like to do that? Um, I was, yeah, sure, why not? Do you have any experience <laughs> in that? I mean, no, not really. If you take into account, like, you know, maybe being a moderator on some forums that had, that had like 25 people on a, on a good day, then yeah, I yeah. do have. But if you count that out, no clue what I'm doing. And I said, you know what, with that, you know more than we do, so, you know, you're hired. (laughs) 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 And then, I mean, obviously, you know, when you're in that position, you can't really ask for, you know, like a normal salary. So I started pretty low. But hey, Mm -hmm. it was a start, you know, and, you know, I'm grateful for that one. And that got me basically going into the video game industry. Nice. Nice. Okay, garbage trucks going by. I like that you talk about like you know everything's already failed at twenty one, like like at the end of your rope. But uh, an old man at twenty one. So what was it like getting into the, the the industry as such an old man? I mean, okay, maybe <laughs> maybe fail is a bit of exaggeration, but like you know, like when 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 you finish you know high school at that point and you're like okay, uh, all of my years like uh, in education and in the school that I went through. Uh, nobody ever asked me like what would you like to do in your life you know so after that you're just like okay now fend for yourself you know in the big wide world the mean big wide world and you're like yeah Yeah. that's amazing like what what are taxes you know how do banks work like what's a job you know i have no idea yeah (laughs) i did try to get you know uh, a job into the qualifications i finished in, in the high school but that failed miserably oh no what did you study in school uh, basically, uh, the translation would be engineering, an engineer uh, on uh, printing machines, like those oh. huge machines, and basically yeah. you're in charge of that thing, and, you know, somebody needs something printed out, I don't know, a book, posters, whatever comes to mind, and then yeah. you do that. Oh. And I nice. couldn't, you know, I just couldn't get a job in that, and uh, I never went to uh, university. Uh, because the ones that I wanted to go and that I applied to, I didn't got into those. And the other that I got into, I knew if the subject doesn't interest me, I will never probably finish it. So I just scrapped that from the get-go. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. And in that meantime, uh, I was basically, yeah, somewhere in that part of my life was and there was a breakdown, a mental breakdown and all of that jazz. And then I sent, you know, the 
the mails to the game dev folks in Croatia, and then I landed where I am. Nice. So you did. Uh, you worked with that first company, and you did community management with them, and you learned kind of how to do it, just like as you did it. Uh, basically, yeah. You know, learning on the job. It's, you know, that's kind of a two-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From one side, like. You have no idea what you're getting into, and therefore you don't know the bad sides of it, and that kind of makes it easier without without the much pressure because you're basically clueless. Yeah, and that's the good side. But the bad side again is when you. My first game that I worked on was a survival game, and uh, the communities in the survival genre they tend to be kind of ruthless. I don't know why is that, <laughs> but they tend to be, and it was it was kind of you know. Uh, I said ruthless, and then again, you have to handle that. Yeah. But then you can again take that apart from the basically where you have no idea what you're doing, and it seems kind of straightforward without too much thinking about it. Basically, sometimes it went good that no thinking part. Sometimes it didn't, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, you know, you live, you learn. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, survival game, and that was like one of those like hardcore survival games, not like yeah. something cute like Cult of the Lamb, where it's like, oh yeah, survival, wink. Um, oh no, that was that that was like you know head heads on hardcore survival, where you know keep track of everything, everything yeah. around you, everything in you. So yeah, you know it was, and uh, you know when when you make something like that, because I guess in a survival game people can. Uh, connect to the game from a real life point of view i guess you know because you know there's a lot of things that you can correlate in the real world sure and in that aspect you know a lot of uh, people who played uh, that game were like yeah you know what your game is dog shit i know how it should be done let me tell you and you should take my advice you know? so that was that was kind of a uh, interesting actually that's also one point that that I didn't encounter by that point and that I guess in the entertainment industry like video games maybe even movies and TV shows people who consume that product that specific type of product tend to think that they know better how to make that product than the people who actually make it mhm mm that makes sense mm -hmm. you know so that that was that was like really interesting like I don't, like on the flip side I would like you know you buy a car And I, you don't send like daily mails and posts to the manufacturer of the car to tell them how to make that car better because you, you don't know nothing about it. But in the gaming industry, <laughs> gamers tend to, you know, think that they know how to make games, but they don't. Well, video games are easy, as we all know. Oh yeah, you know, it's just you know, put, put cute little pictures and that's it. Yeah, and just triple. imagine it hard enough, and it makes it makes a game. Yeah, basically, when you sleep and you dream about it, it gets made on your PC. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Low with the AI generated stuff these days. We're not. We're not. We're we're not too too far out from it. Oh, I can't wait for the first AI generated video game. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I saw someone post uh, a game dev post uh, with some AI generated like dialogue, like a character like talking, and they're like, "Oh, I guess the voice actors are scared." I'm like, "Yeah, we're all getting replaced, dumbass." Like, <laughs> Uh, the machines are taking over. You're part of your own replacement process. Um, so what happened? Uh, where'd you go after the survival game? Uh, after that, I was a few we a few a year and a half, two years in uh, yeah. Binks Interactive. Do you know? You, you probably oh, know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I was with uh, the Binks. I hate I hate running backwards. Exactly those guys. Yeah. And uh, they hired me because they had a, a game coming up, a project they were working on. Sadly, that project uh, never saw the light of the day. It did look amazing, not gonna lie. Uh, and after that, I mean, again, uh, that part, uh, the real community management job didn't come to fruition because the game never came out, so it was scrapped. Uh, and after that, well, then the Volver was... Devolver is the next step, and I hope my final step. Woo! Not gonna lie, from the first day when I started to work with the Devolver, uh, 
it was like, oh my god, I want to work for this guy. So one part of my life, you know, that that was that was the end goal. Well, you can die happy now. I can, I can. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I don't want to do that yet, you know. But I am happy and content. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Uh, so, what is what is your you know your kind of your weekly, you know your week to week at Devolver look like these days? Well, since uh, I'm kind of new here, and uh, mm. the thing is. As I started to work here as a full-fledged community manager, and my mm -hmm. previous experiences was also community management, but I also worked in uh, development of the game, basically in the pipeline production of the game. Uh, so I, I never really, the full scope was never really on community management. It was kind of smaller on the community management side, but also uh, there was that uh, production side. So uh, I. At that point, I got kind of uh, a grasp of both, but I was not really proficient, like, quote-unquote professional in any of those, you know, jack-of-all-trades, sure. master-of-none things. So now yeah. that I'm in Devolver, obviously, uh, all of my experiences from the past, you know, uh, handling community stuff, talking to people on Steam forums, answering their questions, uh, handling Discord and all of that, it's amazing. Uh, and that's my, uh, right now, primary thing that I do in... Um, Devolver for Call of the Lamp and uh, some other games will come sooner. <laughs> and for those other games, I will also take control full, fully of the social media aspect. Twitter and all of that stuff. TikTok, yeah. Instagram and all that. I can't wait for that. Uh, it kind of gives me a bit of the heebie-jeebies, as you would call it, because i never done that. Yeah. But it's going to be an interesting thing. So yeah, yeah. basically, I wake up... I get to my PC, check all the forums, see what's going on, answer all of the questions, um, constantly active on Discord, interacting with the community and stuff like that, and also developing some social media plans and some like little PR campaigns that we can do from our side for the community and for the community and stuff like that. Yeah. And playing a lot of games. Playing games. So. Uh... Like community management as like you know something we're hiring people to do is fairly new for Devolver, just because it hasn't been. I mean, community management in the indie game scene has become like a bigger and bigger deal over the last few years. True. Uh, do you have any like thoughts or like you know, is there anything you want to share with like you know any any devs like you know any indie devs like making a game like what 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 are important things to keep in mind when doing community management what that kind of stuff i mean first of all uh, there's the question like of the indie studios like do we need a person for that and the answer is obviously yes because it, at least in my opinion the difference between a good game and a successful game is exposure that people who play games actually know that that game is out there and that's yeah. where the job of the community manager, that in the indie atmosphere is also kind of community management, marketing, and all of that stuff. And you need that kind of a person who can actually get take your game and put it on the radar for the people so they can actually see it and see that it's out there. And first of all, that part, uh, you definitely need a person for that. Uh, obviously, yeah. if you're a small studio, I can totally understand if you cannot get a separate community manager and a marketing manager, PR manager, and all of that. But at least start from somewhere, you know. And yeah. from the indie perspective is having that person in a constant engagement with the community. Because these days, there are so many games out there, and people can just go click from one to the another, they can change 10 games in a day, whatever. You need to keep them engaged into your community in any way possible, being active on Discord, doing small, you know, campaigns, exposures, whatever, events, giveaways, all of that stuff. So that the community feels like, oh yeah, they're listening to us, you know, they're here for us, they're available to an extent for us as well. Uh, and they feel included in it. Because yeah. in these days, it's so easy for a person to drop your game, like, in, in a day. If they don't kind of feel, I'm not going to say validated, 
but they don't feel like something's going on for them. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, the way the way you phrase it, um, you know, it, it, I don't know, it, it, it makes me think of, you know, when you were talking about earlier, like people who are very interested in a certain genre, you know, like this, the hardcore survival games, they feel like they know how it should be made and stuff like that. And so, you know, you're talking about any game, like there should be something for, you know, the fans, for the player, that investment. And uh, I mean, is that kind of the same investment mentality? You're just trying to like kind of keep it in balance or is, or is that a different thing? Am I conflating two ideas? I mean, it, it, you're not wrong. You're all right in a certain aspect. But I mean, again, uh, times changed. And uh, like if you if you just look like 15 years ago or 20 yeah. years ago and you would release a game, you didn't need to have any contact with the community at all because the yeah. the sphere of video games that were coming out was so kind of scarce. In contrast to these days and today, where you get hundreds of games coming out basically on a daily basis. Yeah, and you can already see that with AAA games and how they uh, constantly try to keep in touch with their community. You know, taking feedback, giving feedback, interaction, in whatever means necessary. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, that, the balance of how much you will give that much, that much you will probably get back. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it always will be good, but even those quote unquote bad feedbacks are not necessarily bad as long as you acknowledge them. And, uh, from a developer standpoint, if you can acknowledge that, oh yeah, you know, I really like, I don't know, mechanic A in my game. But 90% of my player base doesn't like it, you know, mm -hmm. and then you have a choice. Will you listen to the player base and, you know, rework it, remove it or anything? Or will you stick, you know, to your game design document and just push it that way? None of them are kind of wrong because if you have a vision for your game and you see it just being like that, should you pursue it? Yes. But there is a possibility that the trade-off will be if a, a group of people... Uh, big percentage of your player base doesn't like it that it's possible that they will fall off and just move yeah. on that makes sense you gotta you gotta weigh that risk yeah basically i'm not gonna lie these days i mean <laughs> i guess i got caught up in it and that's you know the change of generations okay that kind of sounds presumptuous but like <laughs> the the young the older I get, you know, and the younger generations get more uh, active in the gaming space and all of mm -hmm. that stuff, there's a lot of, like, new things and uh, new ways to reach out to your community, you know. Like, when I started, you know, it was memes and all of that stuff. I mean, memes are still, you know, pretty active, but they also kind of evolved, you know, in a way where yeah. I'm like, what does the word based mean you know how how do i use that and i see it everywhere you know people trying oh this is so based i'm like what does that mean you know can somebody explain it to me yeah. am i that old or what <laughs> so like the, the the last like two three years is when i noticed that from my perspective like oh god you know i need to adapt like well, we have the episode with zach gelling uh who does our tiktoks at devolver as you know uh mm -hmm. and he we break down what a lot of these phrases and words mean, and we use them um, in very natural conversation so that you can understand them through context. Yeah, okay. man, we finna get with them Zoomers. No cap. <laughs> I know what no cap Caps you means. not. <laughs> no cap, definitely. I, I do know quite a lot of them, but some, like, they, they come out on a daily basis as well, those new phrases, and you're like, oh my god, there's so much of them, I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> you know? Wait. It's all part of the job, and it is fun in a certain way, you know, learning new things, adapting to the new generations, and all of that stuff. I mean, and you got in, like like you said, you got into the industry pretty late. You were well past retirement age when you first sent in your, your resume. Oh, to, yeah. You know, yeah, video yeah, yeah. Game companies, I mean. Well, you're 27 now? Yes, indeed, I'm 27. <laughs> Do you have like a special keyboard that you use for your old man hands or do you uh, have like someone you talk to and they 
they typed for you. No, basically what I, it's, it's a normal keyboard, but I just, you know, I, I switched one, usually I was, you know, typing with two hands, but now in one hand is a spyglass, you know, and I have to, you know, zoom oh, it in. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, so you fine. can see what the letters are. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly you know. <laughs> that, that's my approach now. I just hope I won't need two spyglasses, because then it's going to get a problem. Nice. nice. It's going to be problematic. <laughs> You're going to have to type with your toes. Uh... So what kind of things do you, what kind of things keep an audience engaged, keep people feeling involved, like there is something for them? I mean, is it, is it like big things like giveaways and, and, and events or, or does it really come down to like really more kind of boring, just replying to comments, staying involved and like just like maintenance kind of stuff? Uh, both. Both are yeah. pretty important. The first part of uh, giveaways and those kinds of interactions, uh, again, are really important. Uh, though you need to know how to uh, how to dose them into the community. Because if you make a, a giveaway from every week, it's just it's gonna become the standard. Yeah. And first of all, it's gonna become boring because it'll be oh look another giveaway from this Discord server. I don't even want to click on it. And the second yeah. of all, at one point you will run out of shit to give. You know, so you, the, the the second part of the maintenance and the talking that you said about it's also really important. But the most important thing, in my opinion, is that you don't sound like a robot. In a way where, like, the people need to know that they talk to a human being. You know, throw in yeah. you know some emojis, some laughing, some you know jokes, whatever. So that the people, uh, when they interact with uh, the developer's side, uh, the people who make the game, that they feel like, you know, yeah, I, I get direct feedback from the people who are behind the scenes. Because in yeah. the past, uh, when you would try, you know, to get in touch uh, with a developer, you have an issue about a game, first of all, uh, whenever you would get a, like, a generated reply, uh, like, send, uh, send your issue to this mail and our technicians will get back to you in two to three business days or however it yeah. went, you know. At least in my, in my personal experience, that felt like, you know, like you have a huge wall between yourself and the people who make the product that you really, really enjoy and have something to say about. And when you hit that wall... It it just goes downhill again. It maybe worked like 15 years ago when it worked like that when the game space was not so flooded with video games and all of that. But in these yeah. days, it doesn't work really anymore. So whenever you talk to people, or being on the Discord, Steam, or anything like that, uh, you know, answer like a human being. There is really, in my opinion, again, no need anymore for that formal type of expressions because everybody is either on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram like you can Google anybody and you will get to their uh, any kind of uh, social media and you will see how that person actually talks by themselves, you know and that can be found out pretty fast so just be yourself when you talk to your community and to the people who consume your product because that's the only way that you can actually keep them engaged with you and your product if they enjoy your product. Makes sense. Makes sense. Have you developed any friendships with any community members? Oh, I did. There's, I mean, yeah, I still get to these days messages from people who, when I worked uh, on the survival game and I yeah. was there. And I, uh, I still see on Twitter sometimes, Sippy, uh, how, how, how does it go? Sippy, when will you come back? You know, and Aww. stuff like that. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, they missed me. You know, it's so amazing. So yeah, you know, yeah, kinda never <laughs> true. So you know, it, it gets th that uh, approach. You know, it gives a lot of benefits because I, you know, I had people also message me since I started working in Cult of the Lamb, and I knew them from those days. And I saw them uh, writing on my Twitter when I retweet something from Call of the Lamb or anything like that. Oh my god, you're working on that game. That's amazing. I'm going to get it, you know. Like, Aww. You know, nice. You know, let's go. So, nice. again, as long as in a communi community perspective, as a community manager, as long as you yourself, you will get people who will stick to you. Obviously, there will be also people who will 
you know, hate you, hate your guts for everything that you ever write or ever say because you know you don't match those kind of people. Sure. But that's you know that's that's normal in my opinion, you know. Yeah. I keep thinking Jared's gonna say something. I have nothing to say, man. I'm just I'm just taking it all in. Nice. <laughs> um. I mean, I'm I'm kind of. I have a I be I don't know I have a weird, maybe not a modern mentality in that like I don't, personally, feel like I need to be friends with a product to enjoy that product. It's that's true. You're totally right, but the perspective from the consumer I think it's a bit different. It's not that they need to be friends. But in this day and age, it's more about being validated, if yeah. that if that makes kind of sense. Okay. Where, where like, you you enjoy something really really much, a video game, you know, and then yeah. like, you 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 know say something, being it uh, say some that it's the best game ever, or you have a critique, or you totally you know shit on the game, whatever it be. Yeah. Uh, nobody in these days writes on nobody 90% of people who write anything about your game on any channel uh, mm. they write it because they want to be heard here you know yeah. they want to be is that now a psychological thing of people in the modern days and all of that stuff maybe I don't know that's not the point right now but in, in, at least in my opinion a lot of people when they again when they write or anything they just want to have some kind of interaction or anything like that. I even see like on Steam forums, it doesn't necessarily need to be an answer from a developer. It can be an answer from another community member, you know, a yeah. person who plays the game. And they still will be happy because somebody replied to them. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's even, you know, mag on a bigger magnitude if a developer replies on it. Because that's, you know, that direct contact that you have. So do yeah. you... Do you need to be necessarily best buddies with every person who gives you a comment on Steam or anything like that? No, you definitely don't need to be. But sure. does it give you a lot of uh, benefits just to be like to acknowledge them and what they say in a human manner, not again in a get back, I will get back to you in three to five business days manner? It will <laughs> definitely have much more benefits uh, when you approach the community and talk in that way. Even again, even in the from people who have uh, really, really negative uh, ideas and opinions about your game. I had it, like a lot of uh, negative reviews on Steam. And the moment... And it usually comes from um, kind of a misunderstanding. People not quite, uh, quite uh, totally getting what the point of whatever it is that they're complaining about. Yeah. When you, you know, explain to them, hey, you know, uh, this mechanic works like this because this, this, this and this... But, you know, thank you for the feedback, and uh, those are maybe some good points, you know, we will take them, we will look at them and see what we'll do with them, you know, and who knows, maybe in another update patch or something, you will see something changed, also maybe not. Yeah. And usually, you know, it it works. Some Most of the times, they, you know, I saw sometimes people, you know, switching uh, from a negative review to a positive review, just because... Oh my God! Those developers talk to us. Best developers ever. <laughs> the game, the game is shit, but they are an amazing people. You know, I'm like, yeah. You know, I, if the floats your boat, I'm good with it. Makes sense. That makes sense. What uh, what do you, what precautions do you take, or what do you have to do to kind of um. You know, like you, you know, you'd mentioned like with you know other different communities, different games, kind of. Communities tend to match the energy of the game, right? Like the vibe that the game puts out, of course, that attracts those types of people kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that is that is kind of true. Right, kind of true. Because like even like I know of, you know, at least like one of our games that is not a, a heinous game, but it ended up with a with a pretty toxic community on Discord for a good long time. Um, just because some people that, that had built the community, and this was actually before we were directly involved in like community management and things like that. This was like a fan-made community and it had become the official. Um, but it had gotten pretty pretty fucking gnarly. Um, how do you, how do you, you know, what do you, how do you keep an eye out for that? How do you make sure that that sort of thing doesn't happen? I mean, obviously, if somebody starts posting racial slurs, you just, you know, ban the fuck out of them. 
but you know, are there are there more insidious things that you need to keep an eye out for in that sort of thing? I mean, first of all, from a perspective as a community manager, uh, you will need to have some ground rules for yourself of how do you want to manage your community. Obviously, on every Discord of every game, you will have a rule section. You will go through that, and yeah. those will mostly cover everything, or at least they should cover everything of what you don't want to have in your safe space for your game. Yeah. And the, the the best cure for that is prevention, literally. Yeah. If and obviously acting on it, uh, because you know you can have all the rules in the world, but if you're either moderators or community managers, everything start you know looking through fingers for whatever reason possible it's just gonna spiral it's just yeah. the domino effect where if you let one do it from the, uh, from the, uh, that one two more will do it from those two another four will do it and it's just gonna go it's gonna collapse so the best way to prevent to stop any toxicity or any type of behavior like that is just purely prevention and whenever you see something like that you usually have, okay, now you're muted because this and this and this. Repeat that, you're banned, goodbye, I don't want to see you here ever again. And yeah. there has to be that, you know, solid hand, iron hand of uh, <laughs> moderation in it. Yeah. Because, again, it, once the toxicity is established in your community, it can, it can really, really be hard to pull it back without uh, quote-unquote repercussions, and that's losing a big part of your uh, community and players just because you know the majority of your community was that that toxic population yeah makes sense there's a story i heard about some guy sitting at a bar and some like random dude like comes and sits next to him and the bartender's like you gotta fucking go get the fuck out and the guy's like oh i'm just like he, like it was a night nice, it was a nice friendly dude and the bartender's like you can't fucking be here and so the guy, you know, leaves and the, the guy telling the story is like, what, what was wrong with that guy? He seemed like a nice guy. And the bartender is like, well, he had this little symbol on his shirt and that's a Nazi symbol. And sure, that guy's nice. But if you let one Nazi in, then he tells his buddies about this place and then he brings his buddies and they're nice at first. Like it's all the nice Nazis at first. And then eventually, like before you know, it, you got a fucking Nazi bar uh, and there's too many of them and you can't get them out and you get, you know, all the Nazis. That's actually a pretty pretty accurate uh, analogy of the things that I just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, basically, it is like that. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. Make sure that you keep it keep it tamped down from the start because you don't you don't want that stuff to grow. You don't want them to get roots. Exactly, exactly. I mean, okay, that, that's you know for those extreme uh, sure people. But then yeah. again, there's always you know that part where you you need to balance out. You know, there's yeah. always the gray area, let's call it like that, you know, where you just need to uh, observe the situation, see how it will develop. And I don't know, you have a rule, uh, we have, a, let's say, a general chat and a chat for the game. Yeah. And obviously the general chat is for everything and the game chat is for the game. And like, I don't know, if you get like a few people in the game chat talking about something that's not necessarily related to the game, but if the conversation is flowing good, you know, the vibes are good, it's all, you know, all beautiful and dandy, you know, keep it going. It doesn't hurt anybody if somebody comes in with a really game-related question, then you answer to it, and all of that, and okay, if the conversation really starts going in that way that it's not totally related to the game, you can always be, hey guys, it's an amazing conversation, can we continue that in the general chat or whatever chat is yeah. meant for that type of conversation. So yeah, you know... It's basically that balancing act when you come to that part of community management where it's not necessarily breaking the rules, but it's not really in the scope of what that chat is supposed to be. It's just, yeah. you know, judgment calls, basically. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about all of this is, like, it's all digital. It's all screen names, and you really have no idea who anybody is. So it's, it, I mean, at least in my experience with the Devolver Discord, um, it can it can be hard sometimes because some people you know like you get used to like you know talking to adults and like being able to talk to them as an adult and but then sometimes you'll get these kids that are just you know it's just a kid in a chat room and it's you know they you know they're they're learning how to behave with people and they're learning how to interact online and so you've got to be gentler with them but still you you got to maintain you know order 
like you were saying, you got to keep things like kind of where they belong and stuff like that. I don't know that that one always that 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 issue always kind of makes me feel because I don't want to be mean, like not mean, but I don't want to be uh, very curt with someone who is, you know, young and still like, you know, sense very sensitive to that sort of thing. True, true. I mean, from my perspective, I kind of solved that all in a package. And that's whenever I have an interaction <clears throat> with somebody, even if I don't know them, you know, approach with compassion, basically. Sure. That, you know, that's my motto for community management and life. Because, like, even if it's a child, you know, and you let that child go loose and all of that is amazing and the talk, you know, the vibe is good and, and the conversation is flowing. At one point, if it again, as I said before, it goes, you say, hey, hey guys, amazing conversation. Love to be a part of it. If you want to, if you don't, that's also okay. But can we please just move this into another channel? Yeah. And then basically you see what will be the reaction to that, you know, if it's going to be, hey, okay, no problem. Thank you for that. And I'm sorry that we took it here. No problem. It's all good. And they swap to the other chat. There, uh, there will always be people oh, who are you to tell us or fuck off or whatever it is, and then you say, hey, you know what? All right, I get it. Calm down. This is your first and last warning. I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I tried in a nice way. It didn't work. I give you a warning. It didn't work, and I will do it once more. If not, you're gone. At that, yeah. at that point, you know, again, you know, children are children, grown-ups are grown-ups. But at one point, you know. You need to draw the line. Yeah. Sometimes it it takes time to to develop that line. That that's basically a strictly a community manager thing. Like what line do we have, and uh, after that we will react. Yeah. But that you know, I guess that comes with just experience, you know, and working. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. We had a, I tell you what, when Fall Guys came out, it was, it was, it was noisy. Oh, I can bet that. <laughs> and we would get so many people coming into the Devolver Discord who had gotten banned from the, from the Fall Guys Discord for breaking their rules. They're like, help me get back in. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to help you with that. Bye. You see, that that's kind of also kind of a new experience for me because obviously, you know, I'm active on the... Uh, Discord of the games that uh, mm-hmm. Devolver is publishing, you know, mm-hmm. and I was never in uh, such a, a workspace where I, you know, I work for Devolver, but I also work for this game, you know, in a capacity of yeah. community manager. And then, as you said, you know, if I deal with you, being it a kick, ban, or whatever, on the game server, if you come to the Devolver server, and then you start complaining there, again, you know, the, the easiest thing is. Uh, in my opinion, you know, we know how we run Devolver, the Devolver uh, Discord server, and it, you know, it's running okay and good. And basically all the rules and the idea of how do I want to manage the community and keep those people engaged and all of that will uh, work for both. At least at least in, in that, you know, just uh, interaction idea and way of doing things. So, you know, it, it's basically just, it works the same for both both places in a certain way where yeah you know if if you're a obnoxious little piece of shit here i won't tolerate you here as well on the other side because i know you are because you know you're right i guess you were banned there for a reason and now you come here to the same people complaining about it like uh, why do you think it's gonna work it won't you know yeah 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 where do they go after they get banned? Who cares? They I'm just disappear. Gonna... They dissolve. No! <laughs> Thanos snap. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, the Thanos thing. They just, like, they get banned. They just disintegrate and blow <laughs> off into the wind. Like, ah, I cease to exist. My reason for existence <laughs> evaporated. <laughs> there is no need for me in this plane anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't care for those people, really. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there anything you'd like to share with the world? Anything you want to get out there? Anything I would like to get out there? Yeah, you, uh, know, you want to tell them about whatever. Check uh, Cult of the Lamb, coming out August 11th. It's going to be an amazing game. I'm there, come talk with me and the whole community. It's rad. 
Is it discord.gg slash massive monster? Massive monster. Massive monster. Uh, and obviously keep an eye out for all the Volver games that have come out because they're all amazing and they're all bangers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be in as much of them as possible in my community manager role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, just come, vibe with us, have fun with the game and have, make some nice memories and experiences. That's what we're all about. Oh, yeah. Join the flock. Join the flock. <laughs> If you get sacrifices, it's for a good cause. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, so do you guys have a thing where you, like, ban somebody in the Cult of the Lamb server and it, like, gives everybody else a bonus or something like that? Well, you know, when it when it comes, uh, since I'm there, we didn't have to ban anybody, really. Okay, that that's a lie. We, we did, because when we had an event and we figured there was some cheating going on in it, yeah. and then we removed those people. Uh, I mean, I don't know. In the game, I got when I open up the game, I got two new followers. Maybe to do that, I don't know. You know, but Perfect. hey, you know, I can go with it. No problem. <laughs> so, but please don't do stuff that get that's gonna get you banned. You know, you don't need that. Neither do we. No, no. So we also have the Devolver Digital Discord, which has uh, the related servers channel which gives you links to all of the devolver game discords that exist currently uh, and will continue to be updated over time um yeah then there's twitter devolver digital on twitter and massive monsters also on twitter and cult of the lamb is also on twitter Everybody. and there's tiktok for devolver and there's a cult of the lamb tiktok and there's a twitch for devolver and is there a massive monster or a cult of the lamb twitch? I don't know. It's gonna be. That's what I know. I, I'm not sure of what the handle will be. Not gonna lie, no. but I know that it's gonna be. Actually, I did today some uh, Twitch panel art for that. It's gonna be used. So. Oh, cute! Nice. Yeah. Yeah. True. We're gonna do streams and stuff like that. So it's gonna be amazing. Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, that's great. Well, thanks for joining us, Sippy. Thanks for sharing your journey and uh, and also just talking about kind of how community management works. Thank you for inviting me. It was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, Can we do it again? Someday. 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 Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Jared, let us go. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Oh, <laughs>